1: beauty the world we live in and a great philosopher named young chu han let me start with this passage the unbroken visibility of the object at the same time destroys the gaze only the rhythmic oscillation between presence and absence veiling and unveiling keeps the gaze awake the erotic also depends on the staging of an appearance as disappearance on the undulations of the imaginary the pornographic uninterrupted presence of the visible destroys the imaginary paradoxically it presents nothing to see when you think of the uninterrupted presence of the visible does it seem obscene to you let me try and flesh out a picture an idea, and understanding of everyday life that kind of brings this into the fold. The pornographic, uninterrupted presence of the visible is the ever-present image in front of you, be it a billboard, a television, a phone screen, a tablet screen. It is the sound of talk radio. It is the repackaged ideas that a person tells you in polite conversation. These are the pornographic, uninterrupted presence of the visible. And what they are doing is they are destroying everything that you can imagine. Not so much the world of what is possible, but more the ability to imagine. So how many people do you know that no longer have original ideas? How many people do you know that no longer can't participate in conversation that is engaging? How many people do you know that just regurgitate things that they have heard on television or talk radio? And it is coming to a point where there is what I call the obscenity, the obscene nature of that which is the same something to think about is the way in which artwork imitates life how much of artwork today is this idea of smooth surfaces the balloon dog these sculptures that allow you to see your own image inside them is that not a way for you to isn't that obscene when you go to a gallery and you look at a shimmering smooth piece of art in which you see your reflection It's a cheap thrill. It's a cheap piece of artwork. It's a cheap trick for you to see yourself in something that is beautiful. The reason it works, at least in my opinion, is because for the last 30 years, education has been indoctrination. On some level, you go to school to learn how much of a piece of shit you are. You go to school to learn that you've been a slave. You go to school to learn that you were an enslaver. You go to school to learn how to be indoctrinated. You sit in class in a some sort of simulated work environment in which there is an authority figure standing above you, telling you what you can and what you cannot do. There is an authority figure that tells you to mind the bells and whistles and that if you play your cards right, that maybe you can get a bathroom. This is the form of education we have taken. It no longer seems to be a form of education that makes the individual better. It seems to me to be a form of education that allows one to be just smart enough to read the paperwork, but not smart enough to understand how badly they're getting fucked. Let me tell you a little bit more about at least what I think is happening when it comes to the... Ideas of nature being plagiarized. What I see happening is this obscenity of sameness. It is no longer the original idea. It is no longer the person that is celebrated for being original. It's almost like we're being celebrated to be the same. And it takes me to my next point. I think what we're seeing right now is one of two things. Number one is potentially the end of a species. It's not uncommon for species on our planet to go extinct. You may ask yourself, what is it, George, that causes this sort of species decline? Or what are some of the contributing factors that lead to this particular decline? I would point to any sort of animal in a zoo there's tons of animals that get brought to zoos and they no longer have sex they no longer copy they no longer continue to move their species forward and it has to do at least in my opinion of the environment in which they live if you take an animal whose environment is the savannah in africa you put them in the san diego zoo you can simulate somewhat that environment but you cannot simulate the minerals in the ground you can't simulate the sounds in the air you cannot simulate so many things and it is because of this inadequate simulation of the environment that the species can no longer continue to move forward it's trying to move forward in an environment that is foreign and it's no longer conducive to reproduction if you think about it from a metaphorical point of view think about it like this just like the silkworm spins its web and gets caught in it so too do we spin our web and get caught in it and much like the silkworm begins to have a type of metamorphosis inside the chrysalis inside the cocoon so too are we as a species beginning to go through a metamorphosis. In fact, I would argue that the last 200 years of industrialization have been such a metamorphosis. We are at a point, we are at a point, we are at a point where we are either going to break out of this chrysalis into a new form or we are going to die. What you are seeing is either the death of a species or the birth of a new form of that species just like the butterfly breaks through the most corrupted parts of the chrysalis to emerge into a new environment as a new form, I argue that that is exactly where we are today. If you look at the weakest, most corrupted parts of this chrysalis, this form, this cocoon we've built over the last 200 years of industrialization, the most corrupted parts are education, government, money, and these are the parts of our world that are breaking down the fastest are we going to die trying to break out of this christmas or are we going to emerge as a new form i think that we can emerge as a new form these birth pangs for any of you who have ever seen a birth have been fortunate enough to be at a birth where the child lives then you understand For any of you who have been fortunate enough to be at the birth and the child dies, I'm sorry my heart goes out to you, but you too are fortunate. You understand more so than the person who has watched the child die that a birth, that when a woman is giving birth, there is a critical moment. That child can live or that child can die. It is the same for our species, and we are at this moment. For those of you who have seen a birth, you realize there's blood everywhere. There's guts everywhere. It's a moment of crisis. And that is the moment we find ourselves in today. There's a real opportunity and there's a real chance of not making it through. I believe that during these birth pangs, during this time of rebirth, what we are seeing is the ideas of the older generations dying in front of us on the topic of the older generations how many people do we know how many boomers do we know how many older generation people do we know when they're 60s 70s and even 80s occupying seats of power be it in government be them lawyers or interconnected boards of directors why is it that someone in their 70s can hold three four five or even six positions in positions of authority some of them having Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, or three hundred thousand dollar a year paychecks. Far too many people that are octogenarians or boomers are sitting on levers of power and refuse to get out of the way. It is this clogged artery of authority that is going to be a pressure point that we must move through, be it through force or be it through realization, the people in positions of power must understand they're going to have to get out of the way one way or another. If they refuse to get out of the way, if they refuse to go gracefully, then they will be removed. It will be ugly. It will be painful. I can understand how later in life you may get to a point where you do not want to accept that your ideas are flawed. You do not want to accept that you, in fact, are dying. But when you sit in positions of authority and your decisions are causing people below you to suffer and die and be snuffed out, not able to get food or oxygen, then you will be removed. It is the job of the Generation X to be a bridge between the Boomers and the Millennials. Far too many ideas the Boomers have need to go, but it doesn't mean those ideas that they all have are bad. There's plenty of ideas that have been brought to us that must be salvaged, that must be polished, and must be given or handed down to the next generation. Additionally, it is the job of Gen X to tell the younger children that the people that have gone before them are not all bad. There's plenty of good ideas. There's also the job of Generation X to tell the people in positions of authority that the millennials the younger generation are far from lazy they are far from stupid in fact they are the most intelligent generation coming up our way until the next generation the tools that they have the ideas in front of them will be the tools and ideas that build the future not only for them but for their kids and their great grandkids This transition of power that we see is something that must take place. The transition of power is something that must be facilitated by all of us. If we want to emerge as the new form, if we want to continue on our path as a species, then we must come together. We must get to a point where we no longer allow the ideas of the past to infect the new form that we're emerging into. It is this idea, this obscenity, this obscene sameness that we must break out from. This obscene idea of uniformity will not be able to carry our species into the next time. It is the pornography, the pornographic uninterrupted presence of the visible that constantly destroys our ability to have original ideas. It is a religion of consumption. And just like the caterpillar and the chrysalis, just like the caterpillar who must consume everything in order to become this new form, that is exactly what we have done. But We're emerging. We're becoming We are, in fact, breaking into a new environment as a new form. And our ways of consuming energy, life, understanding the world will all be changed. And that's why things seem so chaotic right now. We are the new form. We have yet to fully break out of the chrysalis. But when we do, the world will be, in fact, glorious. We will see things the way we've never seen them before. We will have opportunities that have always been around but have not been something that we could take advantage of. The idea of taking advantage will, in fact, be changed. The concept of advantage will be different to us as a new form. We will be getting used to our bodies the same way a child gets used to their body. It's a rebirth. Thank you for taking a moment to spend time with me. True Life Podcast. Aloha.